If you wonder about the birds and the bees, just tune in to some Frank and Beans. Welcome to Frank and Beans, the podcast, everybody, where I am Beth and there is no Brian today, sadly, everyone. Um, I am down here in Austin, Texas at the Altercation Comedy Festival and Brian could not make it, so I have pulled some very special guests for us uh, for the next few episodes, and um, they're all very funny people, and they're here at the Comedy Festival performing, so it should be a lot of fun, and uh, I know we'll miss Brian here, but um, I think we found some very valuable replacements. So, um, introducing those people now, we have Reed Pegram, who is out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Yes. Yeah. Hello. North Carolina. <laughs> we also have oh, Reed. We're not allowed wearing shirts. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Actually, none of us are wearing shirts right now. <laughs> um, we also have his partner, Jenna, with us. And uh, we also have the very funny Andy and Iwancio. I got it, right? Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, Andy is a comic. Reed is a comic. And they are both performing here at the festival. Um, our topic today is actually... Uh, Jenna is amazing, too. Jenna is amazing, too. I know that you're not a comic. That makes you the most important person here. Jenna, Jenna will be drinking green room drinks all week. <laughs> that you're, I did not earn. You're just about to, you're about to sit through three comics treating you like you're the only audience member in an open mic. <laughs> <laughs> She's been that a lot. I've been preparing for this. My whole life. <laughs> right. My whole life has been building to this point. Right. So like if I had a nickel for every shitty open mic I sat through. <laughs> um, it might be the first open mic ever at the lovely Crown Plaza Hotel at Austin, Texas. Yeah. Oh, that's not what's going on downstairs right now? It's not like a business suit open mic? Oh, yeah. You know, it could be. We were just talking about this last night, how the uh, first time open micers, like, uh, Kit is uh, a rape joke, a, which generally is like a Bill Cosby joke of some sort, a Caitlyn Jenner joke, and a suit two sizes too big. So I don't know if that's universal through all scenes. Ours, ours right now is a Tinder joke, a joke about a girl asking you to choke them um, <laughs> and, or punch them. Or, and then I think, what's the... I think I was telling, I was telling Reed about this, when people start using just specific names and jokes at the end of the joke. Uh, they're like, oh, she's a real Shirley. And it's like, like what What help is that? <laughs> I know specificity. But is like, Shirley uh, like the Karen of Seattle? Is that is that your Becky? Oh, it's <laughs> Becky. Yeah. No, no, no. Nobody uses Shirley. That's mine. That's mine. <laughs> That's my trademark. I got Shirley shirts. Steal your Shirley joke. <laughs> yeah, I, got a, the, I have shirts I sell. They say, Shirley, you met me. <laughs> or don't call me Shirley. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm gonna have to snag one of those later. Um. Yeah, it's just, everyone has like a cookout joke. Oh, oh shit! Has a cookout joke. Oh, Dude, yeah. cookout is amazing though. Yeah. Like I'm from the north, at like I just moved to North Carolina this year, and I had no idea about the cookout until like my friends from Arkansas. We were all like. When I was moving to North Carolina, we kind of caravan through Memphis together because they were going there for a show. And they were like, dude, we got to go to cookout, right? So I had cookout for the first time on my way there, and I was hooked for life. Like, it's so good. 
and we, I don't know, we either did the in and out here, because I didn't know there were even In-N-Outs here. And, like, now, my dream is to take the burger and fries of In-N-Out, combine them with the milkshakes of Cookouts. And oh, like, my God. I call it up. Cook In-N-Out? Cook In-N-Out. It's a place of worship. Cook it's in a, and out. It's a new church. That would literally put every other fast food place out of business, I think. <laughs> I, I believe that would give you gout. Which, yeah. <laughs> at this point in comedy makes you successful. Right. It would be oh. called In and Gout. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> okay. That's... I'm a brag. I'm a marketing genius. <laughs> so the reason that we have these folks on today is because our topic is being in a successful relationship and what that takes and what that looks like. And obviously, if you've ever heard the show before, you know that Brian and I are uh, not what we would call experts in that area whatsoever. Um, and uh, yeah, you guys are the first people to ever be on the show who are in successful relationships. So we'll, congratulations. We'll see by the end of the podcast. <laughs> Just say it like it is. We're in successful relationships, which is slang for not successful comics. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, like, what do you even talk about? <laughs> you, like, talk about having a relationship on stage? Uh, no. <laughs> You're, like, getting along, am I right? <laughs> I take a really long time to get ready. <laughs> yeah. You complain that there's not enough pockets. I always <laughs> be shopping. <laughs> what else? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, uh, I don't know. I've, I've I never know where I want to eat. The misogynistic stereotypes in my brain, I feel like. <laughs> this is great. You were just saying nothing but the word bitch when the mics were off. <laughs> <laughs> just you saving your brand. Yeah, yeah, I was like doing like the like the like the J from the Chance Island Bob rap to bitch, bitch. <laughs> You're the first person in an anthrax t-shirt to ever say, I've been thinking about what my material is. <laughs> that is a total fact right there. Very accurate. Oh my goodness. Well, we have consulted the experts of the internet, as we do on this show, um, because we have no idea what we're talking about normally. Um, but and, uh, today's article came from Psychology Today, so it is just real peer-reviewed as fuck. And um, so, what they uh, what this article was was seven keys to a successful relationship, and we'll just sort of dissect what uh, what Psychology Today has to say about it, and then you guys can let us know what you think and uh, whether or not there is a thing in your relationship. So, um, number one would be. Do you trust your partner? And I feel like this is a little stupid because <laughs> obviously I don't think you'd be in a relationship with somebody that you don't trust. But what they're what they're saying is like, are you are they reliable and dependable? Are they your rock? And do you feel that you can play the same role for them? So what do you guys think? Reliable? <laughs> Does this mean like like on time? Is that what they mean? Not on time. Because there's a whole year of us knowing each other where I think that was probably what I pissed off most about. Was I would be like, I'll be there at 8. Well, it would be because I was hungry. Like, it would be like planning, like, where food was involved and trying to schedule the delivery so it wouldn't be cold when you were. I just ate without him until it got better. (laughs) Yeah. 
In his defense, he's also on comedian time, which is <laughs> not generally on that's, 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 comedian time. You've also described the length of a comedy career. Oh, I ate. A.E. by myself till he got better. <laughs> <laughs> no, like if I ever pulled a power move, it was like making you nuke your General So's chicken until you became a yeah. better time manager. And I would be like, why don't we just wait till I get there to get there? And it's just yeah. very nah. not like, considering so. your stomach. So how long did this food cup relationship go on for? Uh, it's like I, a year. Yeah, yeah, we eventually, we got it right. We're kind of just bang buddies. But, I mean, like, takeout is a very important part of the bang buddy relationship, also. I don't think people say that enough. I, right. And it's funny because we actually did a whole episode on fuck buddies and, like, the, um, like the etiquette around fuck buddies. And one of the really interesting things that I thought about you guys' relationship that you told us earlier was that you actually started out as fuck buddies for a long time and it's not very typical for you to then like cement that into like a relationship at some point. So like A, kudos on that. And like, yeah, B, I mean, I think it, like, does that have anything to do with like your trusting one another, kind of like, building that? I mean, I was, I'll, I was surprised it worked out. Me too. Is that the case? Right? <laughs> yeah. I think we were just banging and then we were going separate ways and then we started banging other people and then we were like, holy shit, these people are horrible. <laughs> and then like, I, I, feel came like back. I feel like it's just a different way to learn something about a person first. That's like, you, it's just more of a physical thing. And like, that's its own, like, I think it's a relationship as long as you have it, as long as you're not like, it wasn't like, I think on, like, the idea of, like, a poly relationship or something, like, that's a kind of way of wanting to know somebody, right? Right. Yeah, like, who says you have to start out in a not-physical place and have that be, like, a barrier? Like, why can't emotional intimacy be the thing that you come around to instead of nudity? It's like you're, like, fucking each other, and then you pick up the shirt, because you've never seen it with the shirt on. They're like, I like that movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I think this hot piece of ass has more to him. <laughs> it probably, exactly. It actually, I wear enough graphic tees, that's probably. <laughs> <laughs> At a certain Here, point. Is this a little trouble, a big show, a little China shirt? Ah, <laughs> Jake. We shop at the same store on Redbubble. <laughs> <laughs> See, that might be where I'm going wrong, because normally I just throw their shirt at them and tell them to beat it after we fuck, so. <laughs> no, when most of my it's laundry when most of my laundry was yours, I think that was when you it was You had a like, rush shirt of mine for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And I wrote off this rush shirt. I can't fit into it now, so it's good. But like, <laughs> I was like, I have to see that girl again, I guess, to get my... Blue rush shirt back. So it works. So it works. Uh, we were you also to... had a flannel of mine. Still do. You still do. We it's had... in your your thing. Right. <laughs> well, we were actually Brian and I talked about this one time. How the hoodie, the guy hoodie, is oh, yeah. the like Letterman jacket of today's day and age. Mm-hmm. Because like, if a girl takes your hoodie, it's hers now. Okay. Like, and also if you give her your hoodie. Like, generally, that's a hoodie that is, like, guys don't just, like, go around, like, it's not like girls where you have a thousand of everything. Like, that's your hoodie. You give it to her, that's, like, 
you know, pinning her. I think that's a. I think that's a. I think that's a saying in modern day comedy. Like, if you love some, if you truly love someone. Give them your tool hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> if they come back, then it was really meant to be. Right. <laughs> Is it like the one with like the wrench with the balls on the back? Oh no! I like tool is one of the like I was I was getting a ride and a lift and I got inside a red Tesla and I got in the front seat and the dude's blaring the new tool album oh, and I was yeah. just like and there's something in the back of my head was like. Maybe that's just the sound the car makes. <laughs> <laughs> just this, but like my friends, he's got a Tesla. He can afford to go see him now. I go, I go to my friends' houses, like in the, like the two thousands, and they'd be playing D and D, and I'd like come over to play video games, and they'd have Tool on, and then it's six different dudes, all in black T-shirts, singing along to Tool, and it's the most important thing, and it is. The most beautiful thing. Like, it really is. It really is one of my f- favorite memories. It also that. sounds like a collection of all the dudes I dated in high school. <laughs> Are they having meetings now? Is that what that's about? When I was in backyard wrestling, I used to backyard wrestle with all of these people. And what was funny is that, like, there's a huge, there's a huge, like, uh, stable, which is like a group of people called NWO at the time. And it was all, like, the WWE superstars going evil. So, like, Paul Hogan becoming Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And what's funny is that we were in this backyard wrestling bed. But it could tell you how old we were by this, that they three of those dudes were in a faction known as DBM. And DBM was short for Dumped by Melissa. Uh, <laughs> like three dudes who all went out with Melissa and they've been wronged by her and now they're getting together in wrestling to like reclaim their manhood about some random girl like out of spite right. I wrestling out of spite that's it's, insane it's so funny and just like they have like hashtags fuck Melissa yeah. <laughs> <laughs> suplex in the city is what we call it <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious yeah now I really do wonder if they get together and just like man <laughs> uh, me and a comic did did also date the same other comic uh, we were talking about getting fuck her shirts <laughs> just matching both of your merch is just like <laughs> And then I like wear it and dye my hair. (laughs) 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 Do you have one of his shirts still? Like, what's one of the ones, or what is a current shirt that he has that you wish you could see? It's a pretty, it's a pretty solid merger of shirts, and somehow we're essentially the same size. I they probably fit us a little bit differently. If I was a little bit more pretentious, like anytime you're wearing a fan shirt, like name a song. Right. <laughs> Name a Croatia conforming song. Oh yeah. No, I, I feel really bad. I, I wore his memory lane comic book shirt to do some special effects work and oh, I got liquid latex on it. <laughs> I hid it for the longest time, but he eventually found it and realized what I had done. Yeah. And made it mess up. Made it cooler. Right. <laughs> right. If he walked into that comic book store, <laughs> he got, oh, sorry, I got special effect makeup on it. Sorry, right. I have yeah. fake skin on my shirt. And every dude in there just gets the giantest boner. <laughs> oh, sorry, my girlfriend was just working on a low budget harm. <laughs> <laughs> it's got 
just one word. Suffocate. You were like, what did you say? You got your Freddy Krueger boogers on my yeah. favorite shirt. <laughs> Freddy Krueger boogers. Freddy Krueger's. But it's Krueger's. F-R-O-O-G-E-R. You got it. We just start trademarking this shit today. That's crazy. So do you all have cohabitate? Is that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. How long have you been living together? That's a huge move. It's for like a, like a year and a half? Year and a half. Yeah, it was very much out of necessity when it first started out. I, uh, <laughs> Does it, did you find that thing? Like, I was together with my partner for like, we've been together for 18 years. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, but we, but it is that thing where like, we've been together for a number of years. We've been there, we've been together for eight years before I moved in, and it was out of necessity, too. But, like, you think you've seen a person 100% of the time, and then you move in, and then you realize that the other, like, 10% of the time, they're doing something you absolutely can't expect. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, people are disgusting, and you don't learn how disgusting they are until you move in. Like, but it could be even just, like, a habit of watching a show they don't like, or it could be that, like, you can't stand the smell of, like, it's some shit like that. <laughs> I, I got real use of forensic files. <laughs> oh, girl, that's my shit. Yeah. I fall asleep to it every night. That's how I know I'm a psychopath. Being cleaner? <laughs> you did become Because you, you, you will walk into a room, and if anything is out of place, you will... Holy shit, sometimes I just want to like leave my closet door open just because I know it's going to try to Girl, I'm the same way. Okay, there are three other boy comics staying in this hotel room this weekend, and I was like... I need an hour to clean up before anybody even comes over. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, he'll leave a drawer open just to watch me close it because I think in his mind he's making me do it. <laughs> Power struggle. He's yeah. like, that's what a general sows, bitch. <laughs> I, me and my partner are the same amount of dirty and clean. And I think that that's always been like what's been nicest about it. It's like yeah. we were living with roommates and we just for the last like two months have the first time we've live with uh, just ourselves, just the two of us. Yeah. And it's just been a world of difference. Yeah. To, like, only have... We realize how little mess either of us makes. And in the past, it was overwhelming, but then it turned out that we just... Like, other people with ADD who were messy than us. But, you know, that's interesting, because it's kind of like, you guys were saying, you know, like, you, like, started to see other people, and then you saw, like, the grass wasn't always greener. And then, like, other people, living with other people was what helped you to sort of, like, understand that, like, living together and just together was, like, not so bad after all. So it's interesting how, like, somehow, like, other people sometimes are, like, the key to that sort of, like, you need appreciation. Yeah, that appreciation for each other, you know. Like, I don't have fungus and bowls in my room anymore. <laughs> like, the, okay, the worst thing... He, was that a folk punk duo? You were doing bowls? Oh, yeah, Fungus yeah, yeah. Bowls. Appalachian folk punk punk duo. Oh, my God. That's anyway, exactly so. what that is. So you, so you stopped it. It was, he was, he was living in, like, an extreme dude house before. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a dude. And the, the only thing dude. that I kind of had to just make do with that I'm glad is not a problem anymore, I started packing a roll of toilet paper in my overnight bag <laughs> because they could not be relied upon to have toilet paper. I guess you were all just pooping at work. 
Well, yeah, I think yeah. you save, you cut, you get paid to do it at work, number one. Yeah. Sorry, I came in. Nice. No, my toilet paper went to your house with me and then came back with me. I, that was, that was, I can only imagine that being like some sort of like tense crime movie that that turns into when somebody sees there's better toilet paper in the house and they think somebody else is saving it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see how it is, Reed. Well, <laughs> oh, your poops are better than mine, huh? <laughs> there's like a term for that, pooping at work. I forget what it's called. Oh, wow. Um, Working. Oh, and I do like. Yeah. There was an urban dictionary. I'm gonna look it up right now. That's um, good. And it's like ten to fifteen minutes every time. Yeah. It's like it's. Yeah. it's I, I'm like doing social media. Stuff. You're telling a story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you need a. You've got a story arc. <laughs> well, right. So I know, like, like jerking off at work is beating out a paycheck. <laughs> oh man. And. I got caught. It'd be so. Bad. I love that you thinking that you're in the, but getting caught is the bad part. It's right. not you <laughs> masturbating in a kid's museum. But like, I'd be like, it's not the kids! I have this on my phone. Like, Look, these only used to be kids! <laughs> like, that's just you showing a rag, going, like, there's no kids here! There's no kids. They're, they were in another universe yet. But you know not- how much it ruins my mood when like a kid comes in the bathroom? I don't want to. <laughs> oh my god, a wet just- rag full of jizz is a Kids museum. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, all right. No, you're fine. There's nothing too inappropriate for the show. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know the initiative of Ryan and I are tor- terrible human beings. So yeah, we definitely whatever it is, we we touched on it. So <laughs> don't be afraid to just be yourselves. Do you have a funny bit that y'all do around the house with each other? Something like um sometimes. Oh, we've done this since I like we met. I'll uh, I'll be like, I'll kind of be working up to like I'm trying to be like, you ever like, um, <laughs> and then, like I'll like kind of extend it to like like so I know you don't know what I'm gonna say. And like you ever see like Ash versus Evil Dead? I because I remember I asked them when we first started hanging out, and then like I'll somehow slip it in. So like I'm I'm convinced that from, like, back in our non-exclusive days, his memory is so poor and his lying is so bad that I think he would ask, like, merge conversations he had with me and other people. Oh, um, shit. Which is the thing about... The, so he asked me if I'd seen the movie Ash vs. Evil Dead, like, 12 times. It's a TV show, <laughs> and, but fine. The TV Jeez. Damn it. I, Nerd it's alert! I so much it's about. a star's television how, how show. How much do you navigate... How do you navigate being a nerdy couple? I've never like asked another nerdy couple. How do you navigate the well actually? Oh man, I'm the worst about it. You want to tell 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 them about Halloween, the most recent Halloween movie? You were you were like the the baby Jessica in the well actually. That is so. Good. <laughs> oh my god. No, that, sounds, that sounds like a that sounds like an improv name. <laughs> I I mansplained retconning so hard after I feel like we argue very infrequently and one of the most bitter fights I think we've had in a car was about the retcon 
Halloween movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you the longer you get, I think the thing is, it's a healthy relationship if the fight that you're having is so trivial and you both understand that it's a trivial fight you've always had. The one that me and my partner, Linus, have is that we will constantly fight over the fact whether or not lunch paper bags can have a sheen of light to them or if they're just dull and don't have a luster. <laughs> now, this comes from me having a joke where I describe uh, uh, an old folk singer. Folk singers always have this long and rambling intros to all of their, all of their stories. And like one of them, I said, it's like, well, I had a dog named Cesspool. One day he down down in the creek. Now, a truck came around the corner and splattered his bat- body like a bag of day old spaghetti. And so, <laughs> I explaining the bag of day old spaghetti is where my partner was like, no, I, like a bag of spaghetti wouldn't have a sheen or a luster. And I'm like, there's a sheen or a luster that can be had in lunch bags. And so we'll go years without talking about it. And then we'll see a friend we haven't seen since childhood. And this is exactly how it happens. Like, oh, Tom, good to see you. It's been 20 years since high school. No, it's been great. We've been together. And it's like, would you say a a lunch paper? And then let me start this. Let me start this. Would you say that a lunch and it's thin? It's thin. It's cheaper. It's not a top of the line. We're talking a signature select. And then it'll it'll rear its ugly head and then it'll just disappear for years. See, like, that makes me look forward to, like, getting, you know, you you don't want to wish your life away, but, like, as you put miles on your relationship and you get older, you have, like, arguments that resurface, like, comets or cicadas, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I find the most helpful, the most helpful, uh, the most helpful phrase in any long-lasting relationship is, like, when you have a disagreement, there's got to be at least a number of those where it can be, you're not wrong. It's an yeah. admission of what somebody's saying is not wrong. you just, like, hitting it from a different viewpoint. Oh, and if yeah. you've been drinking, you can go, listen, we're probably agreeing on it from the same angle, but we're both drunk. Right. Yeah. Right. No, you're just, you're just almost just talking to talk. Yeah. Yeah. You know? right. yeah. Or what about, like, conceding? Like, how often would you guys say, like, you just concede, like, an argument or, like, a, a disagreement oh, of some sort? I would do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like anytime there's like a like a like a, a beginning of conflict, it's like a, I want to drop it. It's done. No, yeah, I, I feel like I, I just want to end. You you don't though. It's sort of like a. <laughs> <laughs> no, like um, you, you'll declare that you want the conversation to end, but then it'll there'll be a few minutes of silence, and then you'll be like. So the thing is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but in the like very few, I think truly bad or like important disagreements we've had, nothing productive happens until the next day. Yeah, we should just yeah. yeah, that don't go to bed angry thing. I think is garbage advice. Just go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like I want to do that verbal equivalent of like when my dad fight with my mom and he'd be like fuck it and then just like run out to his truck and like peel out of like the fucking gravel driveway you know? <laughs> but we don't like, have I a will, truck or a gravel driveway, or a gravel driveway. <laughs> like i will like 
drive my Toyota Corolla very fast down our parking lot. <laughs> You'll turn know. the pages of a comic book angrily. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just real, like, passive-aggressively, like, lick the finger, you know, like... What, yeah. what happened when... Uh, a, so, me and my partner, were, we first met, we were high... We were... Uh, I My partner was going out with another dude, Matt, and while they were... They were, like, their relationship was on the skids, and I didn't find out until later that the, the way they were rekindling the relationship, my partner was like, yeah, I got back together with him because you told me to. And it was just like, but, like, there's this, we kind of, so then when we started going out, we kind of hid it from Matt. And then, like, one night, Matt found out, and so he comes over to my house. And what's really funny is that, like, he's like, I get into his car, and there's a tense moment where we're sitting in his car, and he can tell that I'm about to finally tell him why I've, I've not been cheating on him, like, that we hadn't told him about our relationship, and so he's, he's like, don't you have something to tell me? And he starts to drive angrily, <laughs> he's in a, revs his engine, engine to, like, drive angrily away from my house, where he's like, what did you not tell me? And then he's driving a Dodge Neon. <laughs> so to like drive angrily goes from, uh, uh. Right, like, yeah, you, you can't do anything badass in a four banger, okay? <laughs> that's like tearing, that's like tearing out an argument at, on a rascal scooter. <laughs> you know what? This seltzer, this seltzer is alcoholic. <laughs> you know what? Um, fuck you. Fuck, I'm going to Grand Canyon. <laughs> You're not coming with me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, let's see what else uh, do they have to say here at Psychology Today. Um, okay, intimacy. Are you compatible with physical, emotional, intellectual, and shared activities? Yeah, you're like the smartest person I know. That's why, like, why I kind of I dated a couple other people, and I was like, these people are idiots. I mean, so you, I so wanna... you gave her an entry level exam, is what you're saying? Wow, when you put it that way, yeah, I don't know. Um, so maybe you're not like compatible so much, like you can see that you're not as smart as she is, maybe. But that's one of the things that. Well, like, I don't feel like that's what you said. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I, I feel like I'm, like, more... Like, who asks who how to spell something more often? Yeah, it's you. Yeah. I mean, you worked as a copy editor for a long time. Like, I'm, you're my human spell check. But at the same time, that's, like, super, that's a super healthy, good thing to recognize of each other. Yeah. Because like, yeah. then you're like, I know, my partner loves science and D&D. And I would never, I'm not into really either of those. Like, I am a little bit, but, like, when he starts to get dorky about it, I can hear my own self getting dorky about comedy. So I <laughs> yeah, ask him yeah. how his dungeon You're like, I'm a nerd, but I'm not, like, fucking D&D nerd. Mostly board games. I mean, I've done it anyway. But, uh, but I hear how long... I'll, he'll ask me... I'll ask him how his game went. And I go to an open mic the same night. So he gets an equal amount of time to say how the game went. And then I get an equal amount of time to say how my night went. But yeah. we respect that each other have passions, and people are really smarter about something, and you're like, I want to hear what this person has to say about that. Definitely. I think that's cool, though. You know, it's like, that's probably one of the things, like, I don't know if I could ever date another comic, because it's like, A, like, we're 
huge egomaniacs. At the end of the day, like, yeah, we're all broken human beings. Yeah, but like, if you're the person you're dating who's also a comic trying yeah. to tell you they had a better set. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Like, dude, yeah. you were shit-faced. I don't think you remember what you talked about. <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, it's not Right, not yeah. Good. So, like, having, like, like different interests would definitely be something I think that probably contributes to a healthy relationship. Yeah, like my yeah. legal advisor also. Unwittingly, occasionally. Yeah. And I bet you <laughs> and I bet you it actually helps your comedy to have her because she is gonna laugh at what she thinks is funny and if your shit's not funny, she is not gonna laugh at it. You don't. You really don't. Something that I do, I'm curious if you do. When I do comedy about my part, when I do comedy about my partner, Linus, when I do, and yes, he is that dorky. He <laughs> that chose the name Linus. <laughs> I, I came out as a trans woman. He came out as a piece of Ikea furniture. <laughs> when I say that joke. To be fair, that's my favorite peanut spirit. <laughs> right. He does take up that much blanket. Yeah. Uh, he, when when I say that joke, and that's a joke of mine, I don't want to pass that off as, but that's a joke he approved me to say. Mm. So I bounce his jokes, I bounce jokes where I mention him off of him. One, but, but I wonder if this is the same with y'all, I think he is way funnier than me. Oh, I think and she's hilarious. Clearly. She's already said the funniest thing on the podcast. I know, she said the thing that we're just like blindsided to say. Yeah. But and she was all worried. She was like, I'm not even a comedian. And we're like, don't worry. We, you're here seems, for five minutes and you're already fighting all of us. <laughs> <advantage. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, I, I do the writing, but I couldn't like, I couldn't put myself out there like that. And I think that's why I don't like ever begrudge you some self-consciousness or like vulnerability or like needing some reassurance. Which because, I always oh, yeah, We all like, do, clearly. What you do is so crazy personal and just you're so exposed and I'm just kind of like I'll say it on the internet like, <laughs> <laughs> again this is making you sound like the funniest oh, right, right. she's like I'll troll like a motherfucker I don't care I'll <laughs> on the stage <laughs> that's like I'm more like, like I have a reddit account with a lot of karma Right. <laughs> it makes it sound like we're in a yoga studio and we're like, yeah, yeah, I got this new, I got this new mat, and then you're like, stop me, and I'm like, I just spent like the last two months up on top of the mountaintop in Nepal, and I'm just doing some thinking, and then we're like, god damn it, she's so much more humble than us. Right, right. Well, if we had an ounce of humbility, we would not go up on stage and just be like, ah, we're idiots. <laughs> right. So. You know, I respect the craft so much. Yeah. One of us does. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what somebody says when they say they're not going to do an open mic. <laughs> <laughs> I respect the craft. It's like, God damn it. Oh, my God. Just to, like, digress for a moment because I do this on the show. Fucking Zach Bennett said last night about open micers. I was... Mm. Dying like was that did, the guy who, he was talking about open micers like yeah. the whole time almost. Oh my god, just hit the nail did on the fucking the show. No, 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 that was Evan Rabelais. Okay, but I mean, uh, Zach was uh, all in a room with me each other. Oh, yeah, oh, I'll give you my exclusive on open micers. I was in, I was in San Francisco about a month ago and I was doing a mic at uh. 
Mutiny Radio, uh, Mutant Radio, which is a really great public station that also does open mics. The daytime mic, dude named Jeff signed up. Just the name Jeff. Oh, God. Just, just, just Jeff. And so then and he does his set, which is weird, and he ends with saying that he's, like, confessing his love for Third Eye Blind. <laughs> and so the, the mic what? is about to be over. The mic is about to be over, and a dude gets up on stage, and it's some dude who just changed his name, and he was like, I go by, he was like, I go by Bennett, because it's a realer name than Jeff. And I start laughing, and I look over at Jeff, because I think he's in on the joke, and Jeff is just staring at him. <laughs> so then Jeff gets up, and he's like, oh, you're talking about me? Oh, you're talking about me? I'm Jeff. And he pushes him. And so there's this fight that breaks out, and so then the uh, they like pulling him out, and he punches a window on his way out the door, oh and I'm like... So this video this video gets gets dropped on the internet and ends up on World Star Hip Hop. I'm off in the corner uh. of this video drinking a water and then like avoiding the fight. And then like after he left the dude the dude named Better was like, I didn't know his name was Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and then also there was another Jeff in the room. And that Jeff was like, my name's Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jeff's had like teamed up. <laughs> right. He is a real Jeff. You know how they are. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Right. Oh my god. That's funny. Yeah. So I, I should have listed it as a credit. It's up on World Star Hip Hop. <laughs> 67,000. Oh my god. You're like back in the back with the world our world star air horn like wah 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 <laughs> You laugh, that's how I intro to people on stage at open mics. Whatever the first name of their whatever the first syllable of their name is, I'll yell that from the crowd like free 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 That's my support is God, I wish people introduced me as boo, 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 back. <laughs> That'd be sweet. I'd be like, I don't even deserve that. You always get played to like a kiss song. <laughs> it's like the softest, quietest kiss song. Let me tell you, it is the only song with my name in it, and it just happens to be like the shittiest fucking kiss song that ever lived. So thanks a lot, Gene Simmons, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are. <laughs> I didn't want to be like well, Fuck actually, you I'm no. pretty sure Peter Chris wrote the song uh, <laughs> well, well, well actually well, <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> Well casually Sorry Alright next moving on Moving on <laughs> Moving on um, The next thing they have to say is Does this person bring out the best in you Yeah Yeah I mean yeah I don't let Cereal mold and bowls anymore. I mean, it's a huge step. I mean, also, let's be I honest, know. you're dating way up, Reed. So, very attractive. You're like, you believe she's with me, everybody? <laughs> you're like, for real, how much did you pay her? No. <laughs> <laughs> you're a comic, I know, I'll give me that much. <laughs> Drink. Drink tickets. <laughs> yeah. I gave her my free Modelo. He's, he's definitely he's, he's definitely rolled down the window of a Toyota Corolla in a parking lot. You know, like you hanging out with people tonight. <laughs> you like jokes, baby. That <laughs> is how we met. Like I I saw you and I I wanted you. 
Yeah. Oh my god! Oh yeah. yeah. I know. I was even. I was sad. I was so sad. I was so <laughs> sad. At I set my sights upon you, and uh, the trouble soon oh began. <laughs> and it was seemed like it was a good show. It was like five people in the room. It was. It was like you, not you even, had to. You had. They were all named Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> you saw something, Jeff. and you wanted him. You wanted him, despite his faults, kind of like finding. A wet copy of a Pat Oswalt CD in the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> this is still good. I want to. Exactly. I want to fix him. <laughs> well, I, what about you, Andy? Do you think that like that your partner brings out the best in you? Uh, I would say so. I mean, we've been together for so long. We're the same amount of like ADHD and ADD. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, we have we we did the long distance for a long time and like we have trust in each other that way but I mean it's still like there did you build kind of build more trust kind of doing that yeah because he was going to school I was living in Baltimore and he was going to school in Olympia Washington so like us being that far apart and then me still calling him on a landline but it, he was <laughs> a certain hours behind us and so when I would call him all I'd hear is him on a phone at a college house party. <laughs> that builds up trust to hear somebody go like, What's that, Andy? <laughs> it's like somebody's trying to bother me for a keg stand. Like, I was just going to say that too. That's hilarious. Like, Andy, it's your turn for the keg stand. I'm, I'm going to hand this off to Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, he's got a good arm that keeps punching. He's going to hold you while you do a keg stand. <laughs> and I would just listen to if you don't like him, there's another Jeff sitting right next right. to him. Right. I had this social anxiety. Like, a lot of our talking has been over phones, and I had all this social anxiety. So, like, when he lived with his parents, I would call his house, and occasionally I'd be worried that I was calling too much, so I'd put on different voices to call the house. <laughs> I'd be like, this is Bruce's uh, line is there? No? Okay. And then, like, I just use all of these different names. It's, Did you try Jeff? <laughs> no, joking. I'm not. You're like, no, I'm not in a third eye blind. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm realer than that. <laughs> right. They're going to hear the name Jeff and go like, that isn't real. Right. <laughs> like every guy at an open mic. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Have you ever had that in open mics where you're hosting an open mic and somebody's got a wacky name? And uh, you, basically, it's like you're telling comedian them. Comedian two cups. <laughs> right. the mad, well, actually, some of these comedians have gone on to be like really good, but at first sight, like people like really workshopping their like goofy name. We have a rice man. We have a sleazy vegetables Joe. We have the mad bus driver. Uh, we had a dude named Juggalo Jake for a while. Oh, uh, had you all I, had? What are some of the good Juggalo ones for here? Uh, I'll say comedian two cups was one of my favorite. <laughs> a lot of people are just like colon the comedian, just your name followed by the comedian. Yeah, it's it's kind of like if you say you have a big dick, you don't. It's like okay, you can yeah. call yourself a comedian. You're probably right. not one. Right? No, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know. Actually. I haven't really run into that though. Uh, That's funny. Like most of the people in any of the scenes I've ever been in have just been like their name and. You know, I've considered it because my last name is, like, a difficult last name. And people Which, are always like, it's Fronzak. 
It would, what nationality is it's that? It's Polish, yeah. Oh, I've, like, got a, I've got another one. Mine's Owancio. Yeah. IW, it comes from a Bonchow. E-B-A-N-C-I-O-W. Okay, yeah. The joke that I always make is it sounds like the sound of a pierogi having a seizure. Owancio. But yeah, it's like people look at it like it's a rebus puzzle when they start to try to pronounce it. Yeah. And that same has to be. What was the what was the last name you were gonna choose? Well, I I wasn't ever gonna choose a different last name, but I I like I did started going with like Chicago Beth at first because I'm from Chicago, born and raised. But I was just like it was for the sake of like the person introducing me not having to be like like literally like, the first time I said your last name I said it right, but then when I introduced you on the show I was like I love it. So I was just like, for the sake of the ease of the person introducing me, let's just go Chicago Beth because there's no other Beths, but still, you know, like I don't want to be uh, Bennett or whatever, like just the one name comic because it's like, okay, yeah, like Beth is already generic as fuck enough. And then at some point I just decided like, no, fuck it. Like that's my last name. Like you guys can learn it. It's not that hard to say like Franz, you know, like that's it, you know? Yeah, so it's like, it's just like even like two souls. Yeah, yeah. And it's clear that, like, yeah, you're a Polish person with going to the same problem. So for you to get my last name was incorrectly just shows you're racist against other Polish people. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's all that is. I the mean, great yeah. Polish Civil War. Jenna right. Reed, what would be your, if you could choose your last name? What would be your last name? Not to get it doesn't have besides reasons. You know what? I've had the same one in my whole life. I um same last name. Yeah, I like I I've been married and divorced and kept it kept cool. it and, like if something happened, yeah, like I would keep it as I like it. Um I don't know, man. Just Batman would be a good last name. Batman, <laughs> yeah. Just read Batman. But don't you have a really unique, what's your last name? Uh, Pegram. Pegram. But a lot of people, when I sign up, or do whoever's bringing me up, I don't know, they'll be like, Pegram, or Pegram. Pegram. I grew up on a farm, but like Pegram makes me sound like a, like a worse farmer. Like, it it, it like makes you sound like you're on like a yeah. Pennsylvania fucking Amish farm or yeah, something. Like, like yeah. fucking pigs or something. Like <laughs> somebody, it sounds like somebody misspelling the word pentagram. Oh, yeah. 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 Read the pentagram. Like, right. Read pentagram. I, I would change right. my last name to pentagram. That'd be fine. Right. Like pentagram. Sure. Jenna, would you go with Jenna Pentagram, or does that sound too suicide girl? No, I'd do it. I'll go through the paperwork. I'll call the social security. You're going to need at least like 10 more tattoos. Right. Yeah. You're going to have to ask the one person, the, the one model on MySpace still left with that name. If we become the Pentagrams, I think we have to be comedy magicians. Is the <laughs> second funniest line. Literally, uh, literally. Put that in the notes. Oh Put that my in the notes. Yeah. Can, so is it like, like a part of our act? Be we wear like black metal makeup? Is it you like, like yeah, yeah. cut him into three? Well, you cut him into like five parts. Right. <laughs> but think of the merch opportunities too. Uh, like that would be some metal ass shit. So. You do some like. Super metal, like Black Sabbath shit. You're like, I'm gonna make his fourth finger disappear. Jason's <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't. God, okay. that was too dirty. It's like, sit down, Edge Lord. Very specific joke, but I'm picking up here. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good Tony Iommi joke. <laughs> Honestly, I wish somebody would do more Tony Iommi jokes. Right. 
It was funny earlier today. Uh, Ray Porter, who's also on the uh, the show this weekend, um, he made a minute bowl joke, and I would laugh my ass off. Minute bowl is a really yeah. old basketball player, and I got it because I'm like a sports junkie. And um, you guys know you walked in and I was watching ESPN. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so he made a minute bowl joke, and I laughed my ass. And he goes. Thank you for laughing at that. No one ever gets it when I reference Minute Bowl, and I'm like, <laughs> I, oddly enough, have also made a Minute Bowl joke that nobody understood, so thank you for that. <laughs> I, I like the idea of just, like, it's a very, that's, like, the same tone as somebody, like, coming out as being trans. <laughs> They're like, I feel really seen <laughs> that you got that Minute Bowl <laughs> Right, you know, I've right. I've been in too many spaces where people talk shit or punch down <laughs> Minute Bowl. <laughs> And I feel the most seen, and I just want you to know. And understood. Yeah, this is a safe space, okay? <laughs> I oh, honestly thought it was a part of the piece of kitchenware. <laughs> no, I was like, it's like, it's a, it's a very small bowl. It's a minute bowl. I feel like we've talked about this for five minutes. Oh, look <laughs> out. We're all looking at Jenna to land the best. <laughs> right. She's like... I pass. I'll pass on this one. <laughs> make a joke there was better than the joke we could make. Right. She's like, I don't want to embarrass you guys. It's fine. <laughs> you were just like, pass. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, a, a, a word that no comedian has ever said. <laughs> right. Pass. <laughs> no show. So you can tell you're definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, like the last little topic they have here is about handling adversity or crisis like have you guys ever been through something that has brought you like closer together or maybe caused conflict in between the two of you like it's the worst thing maybe that time you were briefly homeless <laughs> oh yeah no that was pretty, oh, hard. That was pretty yeah. bad uh, well that was when i uh, got kicked out of robs right you didn't get kicked he Are started you? to go in a different direction were housing wise <laughs> I've been getting more into duplexes and I know we've had, right. had this studio thing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to set up a she's avail- studio in here. Uh, she's available to sugarcoat all of your phrases <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> Is it, it, was it one of those situations where you're like, I feel like the most dire situations I've ever seen for living were in LA. I've like been in I like got to stay at somebody's house, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, somebody moved out, so you can sleep over there on the couch." And then when I realized that there was a curtain between the two couches, and they were pay- the person on the other couch was a comedian magician paying six hundred dollars a month for a couch that was in a living room divided by a curtain. A oh comedy my god! Magician at six hundred dollars. Was their last name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Third point. Oh, oh, I just stood up away and laughed. The last yeah, the thing I said is laughing away from Jenna. Right. But like, also, he, was their last name Pentagram? Tell them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's part of the thing. <laughs> I'm going to make Metallica's hair disappear. <laughs> I'm the master of watch these puppets closely. <laughs> I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make this ball disappear like MP Metallica MP3s off of Napster. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, like the yeah, it was it was wild. And the dude was in the. I was in the middle of talking to him, and he looks down at his phone and zooms out, just stops talking to me. I'm like, what? Like, 
I got a message from, I got a text from Anthony Jeselnik. And it was <laughs> funny that, like, the thought of Anthony Jeselnik, like, texting a comedy magician. <laughs> Right. It's, it's so unbelievable. Right. I can't believe it said anything other than fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, hey, do you want to open the show? It's right. like, please die. Right. Right. I got a next another test for a text from Anthony. He's, <laughs> and he looks down and he's like, how'd you get this number? <laughs> right. Were you talking about more of the time when like I lived with you the first time and then once her face moved in and like like like, yes. like tattled yeah. on me living with you and not being on the lease. I was, I was in a... And then we were a, both kind of homeless. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the whole thing was extremely ill-advised. I, I moved into one of those, it was like a quadruplex situation where your bathroom and your bedroom are your own, but they're... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm actually in student housing, and that's how we do it, like, individual leases, and you, like... So your bedroom and bathroom are yours, the common area shared. Right. Except, yeah. like, I thought it was going to be students, but actually it was just anybody with $350. Oh, and it was just a bunch of comedy magicians. <laughs> how many can you fit in one room? And it was okay until they moved in this... Um, this lady moved in who was in her like late forties and chain smoked inside. No, awesome. her last name was Forties. It was. Oh no! Like... Every time you took a shower, you're like, oh my god, just looking for the blade and like the like, yeah. shadow of yeah, someone she, going for she, you. The only time she was quiet when she was getting ahead on a on a <laughs> desk. I'm sorry. This is the <laughs> I have the Mama Voorhees joke I could go for. Oh, it, it, was, it wasn't now. worth it. But it was there. Yeah, so he, like, in <laughs> violation of my lease, he moved in with me in my little, like, one-person bedroom. Right. And it should have been okay, except for this woman. I did not, Olea Voorhees, if you're listening, it was not me who called the office on you for smoking. <laughs> I complained about it to your face, so I understand <laughs> why you thought I did it, but I didn't Dude, do the it. The mere thought of her, like, stumbling across the podcast is hilarious. <laughs> Right. I know. She's yeah. probably listening. Miss Voorhees, there's a tear rolling down her cheek. In the how serious she means this. Is that yes, anyone I am extremely sincere. I, re- I really didn't do it though. It really wasn't me. But she she called the office and she she tattled on me for harboring a fugitive. And <laughs> you were the fugitive, so we had to. And then you uh, both had to leave. We had to leave emergently, and um, we had to like we had to stay with my friend. Yeah, we crashed in Durham. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I'm petty as fuck, so I would have been like, yeah, fuck her. First <laughs> of all, she is 100% chain smoking. Right. Yeah, we were all, it was like, yeah, we were just in a child's bed for a long time. Yes, we, uh, we shared like a, a, Transformers uh, a teenage boy's Transformers bed. That oh, sounds kind of my cool. God, which Transformers, was it like? It was, it's like new, it was like Bay era. Yeah. I love you. Well, which transformer was? Oh, it was like a bumblebee. Was it both? I thought it had bumblebee on it. I don't know. It was traumatic, like the memories. She tries to forget. So how were were these uh, transformer threesomes? (laughs) (laughs) Like, how how is it fucking in a bed that's a transformer? Like, this is an important question. Like, it's a car bed, but it turns into a robot? (laughs) (laughs) Made for some great role-playing. You all are transformers. You turn from a relationship into a fuck buddy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he wouldn't even, like, 
there was no foreplay, he would just go activate. And <laughs> <laughs> when he comes, you would he make goes, the same sound. <laughs> 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 All right, don't do that inside me. Right? Yeah, you're That's right. Terrible. I have, I felt gross doing it. Um, yeah, no. I can't use. Uh, he's a master of disguise. <laughs> <laughs> no, she would like. She had like a bullet on her windowsill. She just had like. I think it was like a sign of intimidation. She just took like a like a like a bullet and put like her window was the one at the door, kind of like you. So she would just put a bullet on her windowsill and outside. I don't know if that was like a weird mafioso, kind of <laughs> like yeah, like, like a horse head in the bed. Yeah, <laughs> was that Voorhees that would do that? Or yes, yeah. yeah. She was a terrifying lady. That's so terrifying. And you shared a wall with her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what were the sounds coming from her apartment? Smoking. <laughs> I don't even think she had a bed. She was just, I think she was just sitting in the middle of her floor and just smoked cigarettes. Okay, you're like, what is the sound of lung cancer forming? <laughs> so I'm like, exactly. I she don't know. She sounded like she was giving birth to a lung from her mouth. <laughs> but that was like a... That's rough. Yeah, that was tough time. times. Um, because initially we weren't, I think the plan going into it was that you had to, you were going to move out with abrobs and you were going to like formulate another plan. And we didn't necessarily plan to stay together like that, but then we did. And I would be really sad if we hadn't. Like that's it felt like yeah. the only outcome. Yeah, we shared a mini fridge for a little bit. Aww. Big move. Right. Like, yeah. We can make it through living in a transformer bed together. We can make it through anything. What? Let's do this. <laughs> what was mostly in the fridge that was yours and what was yours? So he's allergic to peanuts and I'm allergic to dairy. Oh, wow. so yeah. nothing then? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, absolutely nothing. Just did y'all, did y'all, like, 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 so you had a lot to talk about not having joy in your life. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, cheese was mine. Mine was cheese. The cheese was mine all the time. All the cheese. Uh, you share cereal. Yeah, that's common ground. In, in this point in our relationship, when you start buying it secretly and hiding it like a psychopath. I have a problem. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, cereals. we should probably roll this back. No, no, no. <laughs> no, let's talk favorite cereals. That's all we're talking about. Some toothbrush. Obviously. Also Obviously. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and that is the problem. It's the greatest. Uh, but you would Bulgarian. It's the milk. share a box. You don't have to have two. Like, I don't have to have my box that's, like, clearly on top of the fridge, and your box that's, like, in the toilet, the top of the toilet. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's like, it's like, it's like a gun. <laughs> but, okay, but then I awesome. had it in the oven. If you don't. <laughs> okay, so then, okay, here's, the, here's my question of the difference. It's like, you can't drink dairy, right? Almond milk. Almond milk. So it's almond milk with cinnamon toast crunch, and then your. I still I like almond milk now. I don't really like oh. milk. Oh, like so how is almond milk with cinnamon toast crunch versus regular milk versus cinnamon? Toast? I mean, I think probably the, the, the sippage afterwards is better with real milk. I mean, it's a little, it's a little more chalkier, but it's like a little more hearty. Yeah, yeah. like the the real milk's like a little hearty. That's. No, I love cereal. I love Fruity Pebbles are my fan. Oh, okay. Yeah, but especially if you travel a lot, almond milk is super shelf-stable, so yeah. it won't go bad in your fridge. Like, sure. Oh, that's a good tip. Yeah, yeah I, I don't even know why people buy almond milk anymore. Right. Like, I can't, oh, I can't how hard is it. it to get almond milk in Raleigh? 
It's uh, uh, like, yeah, it's everywhere. Walmart has right? it. Yeah, yeah it's okay. everywhere. Yeah, no, they're just yeah, the fucking yeah. The, the, the the conservative fascists. Y'all <laughs> right, queers are gonna have any home. Well, as first it, our milk, then our what? Our daughters, our then our guns. They're gonna come for our milk. Then our guns. Well, being a transgender a transgender <laughs> female comic, I need to find out what spaces are safe for trans women. And the yeah. first step is always all. Right, 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 right. It's the first step of some place becoming some sort of hipster paradise. Right. You can tell from the almond breeze like signs on the door that it's a safe space. So. The idea of racist buffer stickers about almond milk. <laughs> like yeah. almond milk needs to be white. <laughs> Well, you guys, we have just about hit our one-hour limit here, so we're going to wrap it up, but I want to thank you all for being here today. No, it was a super us. fun episode. Um, we do shout-outs and plugs at this point of the show, so we do anything that you want to plug coming up. Um, is this, when's this going to be out? Yeah, this will yeah, probably be out next Wednesday. Next Wednesday? Okay, cool. I'll, uh, I'll be at Fayetteville Comic Con in some capacity in October. Um, I, uh, we're going to have JT come out and do a backyard show in Raleigh um, on October 18th. That's going to be really dope. I, I just really want to make sure, sure people come out to that. Uh, uh, you know what? That's if you're, if you're in Raleigh, come to my show at Neptune's on October 13th. All right. And can people follow you on social media? Yeah. Uh, pretty much all my handles are my name. It's not <laughs> a lot of repeat rooms. I guess. So yeah, Instagram, Twitter, and repeat rooms. He's not pentagram yet, so just no. so you know. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get that. I, don't, I feel like I have to tattoo a giant pentagram on my chest <laughs> right. before I do that. Yeah. And Andy, what do you have to plug? Um, I just, uh, I'm getting ready to sh do a showing at the Beacon Theater in December. Me and another great comic, you should look out. It's also been on. There's a great episode of him on Reed's podcast. Um, his name is Derek Sheen. Oh, oh yeah. Sheen's the shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess my podcast is CPG. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's I, your podcast? Yeah, find them. Yeah, find the Derek Sheen episode on CPG podcast, Comedy Punk Games Plus. Yeah. And, and what platform is that? Uh, it's on Spotify and Lipson. Stitcher. I, it was on Stitcher and everything. I found it across, like, just about any place you found. But it was a great episode yeah, yeah. with uh, Derek Sheen, and he's a really fun comic. We're doing a show in December. Art House Theater in Seattle is going to let us do comedy. Then they let me choose the movie we show, and that's uh, Last Action Hero. Nice. So one of my favorite movies of all time. But is there a horror movie that you're working on, Jenna? Yeah, you did you just know? get a job. Yeah, do you have anything to plan? I, let's see, Kamisato the event series is going to be coming out as a YouTube serial in like mid-2020, which feels pretty far away. Um, I... Are there any short films that you've worked on that maybe we can see? Redemption's Price uh, is going to be dropping on Prime <coughs> later, like early 2020, is the plan. That's a, that's a vampire thriller. Ooh, yeah. Um, Vamp thrills. Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> but generally, if, you, um, if you're getting married or going to the prom or need to be dead 
for some reason, <laughs> call me. Um, I'm on my Instagram handle is uh, Rose underscore McMermaid. You can find me at Rose McMermaid on Instagram. And, um, DM me because I don't have enough of a following to be worried about being overly DM'd by strangers <laughs> now. 